The 1-1. Deep fly ball. Right center field. That's got carry. It's gone! Number 500 and history for Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera hits number 500 on the road at Toronto. The show is out a little late today. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast about news, narratives, takes, and gambling. I was at a wedding this weekend where the music was too loud, the drinks were too good, and the bride was too lovely. Alas, I am playing hurt, not injured. So I waited, thought my voice might get better. It did not, as you can tell. Coming up on the show today, Miguel Cabrera hits his 500th career home run. There it is again, for those of you watching on YouTube. Uh, Yeah, I didn't pay that much attention to sports because I was at the wedding. It was very enjoyable. Got on the plane and noticed a lot happened and not a lot happened. So we're going to start today with a little roundup of the NFL preseason. If you paid attention to me, you would have went 2-1 and this weekend with your best bets. The under in Dallas, Arizona. Green Bay did get waxed by the New York Jets. And of course, Detroit with the back door minus 6.5 cover. You know that because Detroit... Sad a bunch of people, so they would go down big. Pittsburgh played their starters, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to look at some more gambling news today as well. All right, yeah, playing her today. Here we go. I want to start today with, uh, yeah, like I said, the preseason. A couple storylines that came out is quarterback battles, quarterback battles, quarterback battles. First, the nightcap was San Francisco versus the (laughs) L.A. Chargers and Dan Fouts. Just what a treat to all of us. Said that Easton Stick, if you know who Easton Stick is, he's the third, fourth, seventh string quarterback. I'm not sure. He said that on his touchdown pass to some backup receiver or someone I don't know or care, he looked like Joe Montana. So very soon the professional broadcasters will be back and we're going to enjoy some actual uh, football analysis. Thank you so much for that, Dan Fouts. Easton Stick did not look like Joe Montana. Neither did Trey Lance, neither did Jimmy Garoppolo. And according to Kyle Shanahan, he is yet to pick his starter for week one against Detroit. Uh, Yeah, that's great. No idea what he's going to do there. The other interesting battle, in my opinion, is happening in not in Chicago, but in New England, where both of them look really good. It's the exact opposite situation that's happening in San Francisco. Cam Newton is not vaccinated against COVID, we believe. So... Mac Jones most likely is going to play. I mean, because the restrictions are limited or lifted in a lot of places, players that are vaccinated don't have to be masked. But as you all know, when you're vaccinated, you can still spread the disease. And if you're not vaccinated, you can get the disease. So Cam is at risk for that. Uh, But they both look really good. Josh McDaniel said, quote, Cam Newton is the starter right now, right now. And he's done a terrific, terrific job. Um, I think they're both going to play. I've always wondered why a coach who is sure of his job, so not like a first, second, third year guy, like a real coach like Tomlin or John Harbaugh or Sean Payton or Bill Belichick, why doesn't why don't people run the two quarterback system and not this per you get one drive, you get one drive. I mean, why not tell Cam Newton you're playing six games this year, prepare for these six opponents starting now, or like give a guy two weeks to prepare for an opponent. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Those are the two quarterback battles to watch. One quarterback battle that I think was settled, at least for the first couple weeks, was in Chicago, Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. Justin Fields did not look great. They played Buffalo. Buffalo obliterated the Chicago Bears. Doesn't matter because it's preseason. It did matter to Mitch Trubisky, who got the start for Buffalo. Josh Allen, of course, was not going to play. This happened last weekend. I think on Friday or Saturday. I'm not... I don't totally remember a lot from the weekend in terms of specifics, but... Trubisky annihilated the Bears, played against 
a few starters, not all of them, but plenty of starters for the Bears. Made them look absolutely terrible and embarrassing. Andy Dalton looked like trash, but then put Justin Fields in. He had a couple deep balls into reasonable coverage, NFL throws. He missed a bunch of throws, and the only thing he did successfully once he was put in, frankly, was kind of scramble. Not a great second showing from Justin Fields. Andy Dalton got waxed because the Bears' offensive line is trash, and they're just not a very good offensive team, and they haven't been for a while. But he looked like a professional football player. Justin Fields did get helmet-to-helmet contact on roughing the passer, which was a flag, although welcome to the NFL rook. They hit quite a bit harder at this level, and your right tackle and tight end at Chicago are not like they were at Ohio State, and they're not able to block everybody with minimal effort. So quarterback battles are going to be, like they say, interesting to see coming up. It's fantasy football week for me. I like... Jalen Hurts a lot. That quarterback battle is pretty settled as well. The Eagles did lose Kroom, I think it was a, is a wide receiver that they have, or a tight end, a tight end yeah. Non-contact knee injury, uh, A.J. McCarron is out as well. The injuries are starting to mount a little bit. Nobody big since Cam Akers, the Rams running back. But one more week of this preseason stuff, people are not playing their starters. Um, oh, yeah, uh, Big Ben looked really good against Detroit. Detroit sat out like, I want to say 12 starters on offense and defense, but... And also, they're not that good regardless. But Big Ben looked like he's really good. He's looked like he's back. And if they can run the ball with Najee Harris, who knows? The, the Steelers might surprise some people. I still think they're, ter- they're terrible. I think they'll win five or six games. But you never know. Okay, let's pivot to baseball and the Detroit Tigers. Miguel Cabrera, and I'm biased because I'm a huge Detroit fan, as you can tell. But for my money, he's the best right-handed hitter uh, pound for pound in baseball history. He's going to retire unless he keeps playing for 10 years with a career 300 Batting average, he's hit 40 home runs a couple times, won MVP. I think he's a two-time MVP. He's the only person to win the Triple Crown in a long time. Uh, and for my money, in my in my lifetime, the only other right-handed hitter that is in the conversation with Miguel Cabrera is Albert Pujols. I, I am including Manny Ramirez and other people at their prime, Alex Rodriguez. He is just a harder out. He's been a harder out for a long time. This also points out just how incredible it is for the guys like Jim Tomei and others who hit 600 home runs. What a remarkable accomplishment because Miguel's been doing it in a much more Hank Aaron fashion where he hits 30 to 40 for years, and now he kind of looks a little overweight and a little old. And um, At one point in May, his, his batting average was 0.89, and now it's 250. So it was a very cool thing. I also want to play this clip from you or for you why, and why baseball is kind of a – more of a romantic venture than other sports. This is from a home or a cell phone in Toronto of a fan who was probably about 20 rows up sort of behind home play for the home run. So we'll, we'll put it on YouTube, but this, the important part of this video is the sound. So let, let's take a listen. Pretty good reaction right there from the road crowd for Miguel Cabrera hitting a home run. He hit that home run, I believe, in like the seventh or eighth inning in a game that Toronto was leading at the time 1-0. Detroit went on to win in extra innings, but it was an incredibly close game, well-pitched from two teams that are that are good baseball teams. I don't think they're going to the playoffs, but they're two good baseball teams. And uh, for the crowd to be that enthusiastic about a home run that eventually led to them losing the ball game is... Is why baseball just has more successful environments than other teams or other leagues, despite what we've been seeing on YouTube. There, for example, there was another fight at a preseason football game. A woman was yelling at a man. She then slapped him in the face. He then was like, you can't hit me, and he hit her. He also beat up her boyfriend, and it was, it was a whole thing. She hit him first, I'm just saying. That, I mean, that, that kind of seals it for me. You can't. 
I mean, we can't punch people. We can't slap them in the face. What are we doing? All right, let's take a look at uh, gambling really quick. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, fantasy football. Um, we're doing quarterbacks. I, I guess I could use some help if somebody knows better than me, but apparently Kyler Murray is the number one, the consensus number one quarterback, but people are taking Mahomes number one. It's a bit of a weakness that I plan to exploit at some point. Uh, the, preseason, the preseason did it again. Uh, there's money to be made in the preseason. We, we've been talking about these over-unders, and Vegas cannot fathom that they'll score below 35 points. Let's just hear some of these over-unders. Um, so the first one, San Francisco at L.A., the, the total was 35. The end score was 25. 25 total points. The under hits again. Like, that one is just – it's crazy to me. Dallas and Arizona was the same thing. Like, you know that the, the uh, Cardinals are not – they're going to score – they're not going to score. It's the preseason. And they, oh, man, it's just so funny. Vegas cannot, they can't handle it. Uh, Pittsburgh beats Detroit 20 to 26. That overhits in a big way. The total was 36 and a half. But again, listen, I'm just going to run through the total so you understand just how crazy this is. Uh, all right. So just in no particular order, it doesn't matter. Like, here's another example. The Patriots beat the Eagles 35 to nothing. The total was 38 and a half. The under hits. I mean, the preseason is weird. There are some, there are some, opportunities to make money here. So I'm going to run through the final scores. Uh, that one's coming up this week. Okay, 35 to nothing, under hits. 30 total, 27. Here's a big one from Buffalo. They beat Chicago. This is 56, 37. Oh, that's, wow, Miami, you hung 37 on Atlanta. I didn't see that. Wow, 37, that's 52, 23, 46. 37, 34, 22, 33. You get the picture. It's unbelievable how much the unders are hitting. And I think preseason week three is even going to be more aggressive. I think it's going to be worse. I genuinely do. All right, that's all I've got for a hurt, not injured show on a Monday. We'll be back. We're going to continue to look at gambling for the preseason. And college football kicks off this week with a bunch of games that sort of matter, but probably don't. But just remind you how much fun college football is. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. I really appreciate it. We'll be back and better than ever on Tuesday.